0: All views expressed in this special women's edit of the Open Work Partnerships graduate podcast are personal and nothing in it should be construed as advice or a recommendation. This podcast is in conjunction with the Open Work Partnerships Inspiring Women in Financial Services Conference, an event proudly supporting the women in our network. Hello and welcome to the
1: Open Work Partnership graduate podcast. My name is Tori Harrell and I will be hosting the podcast today. In today's episode, we will be discussing the topic of inspiring women in finance and how we can inspire the younger generation of women to join the financial services industry within the podcast we will touch on the experiences our guests have had as women within financial services and what they think women bring to the industry we will also discuss what the industry needs to do to inspire more involvement from women and the advice we can give to the younger generation to inspire them with us today we have another graduate hannah needham along with some very special guests we have katherine morgan who is an award-winning financial planner for women Catherine owns her own business called The Money Panel, which offers financial coaching and education of financial services to women. We have Erica Mandrako, who's the general counsel within the Open Work Partnership, and Sarah Witchlow, who is a financial advisor for BSG Financial Solutions and is working towards becoming a chartered financial planner. Hello, everyone, and it's great to have you on the podcast. Um, so we'll start by talking about the qualities of women. Uh, so, Catherine, what qualities do you think that women bring to the financial services industry?
2: Hey, great to be here with everybody today. Um, so it's a really interesting question for me because I think that for women, I mean, we, we work with a lot of women, both in our training programs. So we're training financial professionals and also with consumers. And I think the biggest core skill that I see with women, there's probably three. I think the first one is resilience. The second is intuition and the third is holding space and being sort of empathetic. Would you say that the
0: almost the cornerstones of femininity, the the keys, the key skills that Catherine pointed out um, are starting to be seen as real strengths rather
3: than hindrances towards women in in leadership positions? Absolutely, yes. I mean, I would say that that even around the board tables now people are seeing uh, a different feeling of when they have more women in the room decisions are being made differently um the d- discussion is wider the, uh, the the connection with employees is better it's um you know the diversity of a board or an executive leadership group is so important particularly when you you need a mix of the of females and males um it's just it 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 makes a massive difference and and actually companies with more women on their boards are actually more successful now and then you know there are there is actual hard facts out there which is great
1: and sarah why do you think it's important to have a good representation of women within the industry
3: i think
4: ultimately when we're dealing with with clients we need to be able to you know understand you know understand that you know the clients that we're dealing with and naturally most a lot of them are going to be to be women when you speak to clients they they really appreciate the empathy um, i think if you can get into sort of step into their shoes for that meeting and really understand where they're coming from what they what they're trying to achieve that ultimately brings better goals better goals for them and they feel sort of perhaps more trusting and more um, understood by you which i think in our in our industry in particular the role that i do that that is really important and all the qualities they bring, especially to big decisions, it's important to have women there to
1: represent other women. Erica, what's been your experience within the financial industry?
3: I would say it's it, it's been good over the last few years. Um, to start with, there was definitely a, a very a, very much a male dominance um, in the leadership roles, and it, it was kind of disheartening to see so few females in uh, in the executive. Uh, That is changing. And I I see that as something that we've still got a lot of work to do on that, but it is moving in the right direction. Um, But it is uh, it has been it has been harder in the past for women to really establish themselves in leadership positions um, in the financial services industry. But that is changing, thankfully.
1: I think compared to what it used to be, it's definitely more women in more leadership roles, which is really good. And hopefully for the future, we can have even more women. And Sarah, the same question to you. What was your journey to become a financial advisor?
4: Um, so I I mean as a little kid, I guess I never dreamed of being a financial advisor when I was when I was young. Um, but I studied business and finance at university. I've always had an interest in um in that kind of thing. Um after I graduated, I actually really struggled to find a, a graduate job, um, not through life of trying. Um, I took some time out, um, went away. And when I came back, I, I just came across the job description. Um, and I read through it and I looked at the, the description and kind of what skills they were looking for. Um, and I thought, you know what, that that sounds like something I could do. Um, and I sort of took away the title from it because I think if I if someone said to me, well, you know, you, you what about being a financial advisor? I'm not sure like sort of touching on what um Catherine said earlier about the co- habit lacking the confidence I would have assumed through my experiences or financial advisors that I couldn't have done that or I didn't possess the skill set but actually reading that job description and seeing the different skills and qualities that you'd need um, and the types of work you've been doing part of me thought I think I'd really enjoy that um and actually I think I could do that <laughs> and that's that's pretty much it and that was only 4 4 years ago so I'm still relatively new to all of this I suppose <laughs>
2: It's hit on a really important point here. Is about like the semantics of all the titles that we use in wealth services and financial services. Because if you take it from a generational perspective, when we see titles like wealth manager, as an example, as a woman, from my experience, a lot of women don't feel capable of stepping into wealth because of all the generational beliefs that you know wealthy women. Or greedy or not very nice people and as we were talking about earlier you know when women at board level or leadership roles have to take on this masculine energy and I think that actually puts a lot of women off like if you think about the generational trauma as well that we carry as women around oppression and you know I'm not so going to l- labor the point too much on, on this podcast today about that but I think that that actually f- forms part of our core beliefs about what we are capable of stepping into so that's a really interesting point actually is is it a time to start to change maybe some of the titles that we're using in financial services to attract more women into the profession
1: i think sarah hearing how you saw the title of the job and then felt that you could go into it and gave you the confidence to apply for the job since becoming a financial advisor and obviously studying to become chartered what's been your experience with the industry
4: I mean, I have to say, on on, on the large, positive. Um, I think thankfully I've joined at a time where things have already started to change. Um, so I've, I perhaps haven't felt what seniors, you know, have have felt in in the past. I've been to events. You definitely feel like you are in the minority, um, being a, a woman when you've got a whole room full, full of men. There's still though, you still sort of pick those things up. But I think largely it has been it has been been positive. Um, I guess. From a client perspective, when I speak to clients, fortunately, I haven't felt that me being a woman has impacted that
1: at all. Catherine, you have your own company which provides financial coaching about the financial services industry. What steps have you taken to be so successful in what you're doing?
2: I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for all the support I've had from the financial services profession. You know I've had a lot of support from men and women around me. I'm very much about you know building a business in collaboration with others. and and so when I whenever whenever people ask me about how I've grown a business, I think for me it's about a couple of things. The first thing is about being really clear on your vision and who you want to serve. And I think particularly in this industry, there's so many people that need help with money. And the most successful advisors that are around me that I see are people that are really, really super clear on who their ideal client is who is it who is it they want to serve, who do they want to create change for and the The more niche we can go with that, the better and and I think a lot of women struggle with this because um, we go around the houses wondering who we should serve or we end up inheriting client banks and then potentially working with clients who just are not best match with our skill set and I think that 's really important. So I think for us, our success came from being really super clear on who we wanted to serve, which often is just a mirror version of ourselves, right? Because we've, we've walked in their shoes, we've lived their experiences, so we can really help people who are of a very similar um, situation to us or have been through a similar situation. So we've worked with um, women, for example, who have gone on to build practices who serve women who have lost their partners, example really niche because they've been through that experience they've been through that grief cycle we've worked with guys Uh, there's a guy actually I worked with a few years ago who's also a firefighter as well as a financial advisor and he struggled with a lot of mental health and so he building his confidence in sharing his own story around mental health he now takes men on walks um, and has conversations with them about money whilst they're walking because there's a lot of research around the positive benefits of walking and talking you know so I think having a really strong niche is really important, but I also think being clear on your vision, you know, what is the change you want to have in the world? because when we focus on our vision, we focus less on the money and more on the impact, um, and of course, more money will create more impact, but but I think that we often lose that sense of what are we doing this for? What, what, what's the most important? change that I want to create and it doesn't have to be like pioneering it doesn't have to be a huge change but together if we can create small changes collectively that's when we can start to make big shifts and tidal waves so we spoke about how you were so successful so successful and coming into the role that you have now but what's been your experience within the industry so my experience generally has been quite poor if I'm honest I mean, I came into financial services when I was 18. I had a, a, a place at university to do law. I had no idea what I wanted to do as many people at that age don't. And my sister worked at the bank. So I just thought, oh, I'll just do what my sister does. And I started working as a cashier and I kind of worked my way through the different roles. Um, and, but, but the biggest thing for me, I think, was being a very male dominated industry, I was the only woman in my team. And I was quite badly bullied at work, but not by men, by women. And I think that's an interesting conversation because often we talk about men and women, but actually there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of cattiness, I guess, as well with, with other women. So my, my experience actually wasn't great. Um, but when I got through that, being in a male dominated team I learned some really great skills from some of my bosses in financial services and that I'm really appreciative for and I think a lot of the training I had in financial services definitely held me in really good stead for some really core life skills you know I did I remember when I first on board as a financial advisor when I was 21 I had like six weeks of a residential course away from home which is probably quite rare now But, you know, learning about listening skills and body language and all those really important skills. So I think there's a good balance there. But for me personally, I felt very isolated. I felt very unsupported. I felt very much like I couldn't challenge or question processes or The way things were my boss always used to say you're very tenacious catherine which was basically a nice way of saying (laughs) stop trying to challenge everything um but i think sometimes we do need to challenge things in our industry because that's how we create change um and so my experience was kind of blended with some positive experiences but really quite largely negative if i'm honest
1: thanks for that catherine it's great to hear about your personal experience within the industry It would also be great to hear all of your thoughts on how we can inspire women to come into the industry. Erica, why do you think that financial services industry needs to inspire more involvement from women? Um,
3: I I think it needs to, 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 it basically needs to get rid of this. um, It's because it it is a myth that that financial services is male dominated, because I think that's actually starting to put people off. And that's that we need to get rid of that. And, and we need to say, no, actually, financial services is not dominated by by men anymore. And there are some really strong women coming through um, businesses and that you will have a voice and that that you, are, you will stand on a completely equal footing with all of the men in the same business. And you are not like you say, Catherine, before it's not about gender. It's about you will be you will have every opportunity that everyone else has. So I think it's more about getting that message out because at the moment I think there is that there's still that perception that financial services is male dominated when it isn't and if we if we keep saying that then I think that's actually going to put women off what we need to do is create platforms for really inspiring women who are leaders in the in the financial services field to say look you can do it this is this is the, there is an opportunity here for you um so I mean I I head up the legal team and, uh, you know, most of my team are women and, but, but equally, you know, I really want some more men in my team too. So, you know, we want, we want, we want sort of a, a general equality across, across all of the functions and all of the parts of the business. And I think that's what, that's what needs to be done is we need to have that new message to say, you know, financial services for everyone, um, and there are some great careers and there are some really inspiring um, leaders out there, men and women. And, and, and just go for it and don't be held back by any, any prejudice that you, you feel is out there. So um, that, that's sort of my initial thoughts.
0: Would there be significant value in our industry, particularly for female mentorship? So young women having strong female mentors within our industry?
2: Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm so glad that you raised that because I think that as you know, as we were saying earlier, I think that m- more support in general, you know, whether that's mentorship, whether it's um, uh, you know looking at what other people are doing in your organization. It's sh- I did a lot of shadowing when I worked at the bank. That was great because you could you know you could learn from people that have already been through those experiences. But definitely, role models. We need more role models. We need more role models. Not just for financial services, but also for the impact that will have on the consumers, which at the end of the day is the most important thing. And actually, if we have more role models, positive role models on boards, running businesses, um, it will improve the financial services profession. It will improve the economy because we know that women invest and we invest ethically and sustainably and all of those things. But it will also improve the trust for consumers because they'll see that. And they'll observe that actually it's okay for women to be wealthy. It's okay for women to step into those leadership roles and not be the, the kind of minority. It becomes more of a, oh, well, of course, like it's just almost expected. Having greater role models, 100% would really improve that for, the, for everybody.
1: On the graduate scheme, we have the mentorship. It's really been beneficial for us just to have like a catch up every month just to see what we're doing. Obviously, we plan our careers as to what we do after the graduate scheme it has been really useful and i think i definitely agree with you we need the role models there just to someone to follow within the industry um sarah what do you think that the financial services needs to do to inspire more women to join
4: speaking from personal experience and i guess touching on what i've said earlier about actually reading that job description and understanding you know what what the job entailed i think part of it will come down to to that and and getting getting an understanding out there of, you know, what the different roles are within the industry, what that actually entails, you know, what you'll be doing day to day. Um, and I think that will, that would hopefully unlock people's or make them realise their potential. And actually, no, I can, I can do this and kind of breaks down the stigma of what a, a role or a job title sort of means. Um, I mean, I don't recall at um, at university, you know, on, on the careers fairs that they do. You know, they've all got the stalls of all the companies you'd expect to see, but I don't recall seeing you know financial advisors or anything anything like that and at uni being a financial advisor was never on on the cards I was never really looking at that at that avenue um I perhaps was looking at perhaps other jobs within the industry but I still not sure I actually appreciated what the jobs actually meant it was just sort of a that sounds like it would be it would be good or you know you think it's a big name of that company you know people earn well people do well you can see people progress there but actually when i think about it if i did i really understand what the job entail probably probably not um so i think from my standpoint people understanding you know women and just younger people understanding what jobs are available in the industry and understanding what it means i think i think that's really important
1: so a question to you, Hannah. Um, as a current graduate on the Open Work Graduate Scheme, what inspired you to want to join the financial services industry? I
0: think for me, it was probably my own mother. So my my mum works in professional and financial services herself. So like having those role models, uh, she was mine. So I saw it, even if I hadn't have made this decision, I always knew it could be an option for me because I know women can do that. And it kind of I almost follow statistics. So there's a study that shows that having a mother in finance or in a STEM field um, will increase a young girl's likelihood to take the same career path forty eight percent more than it will for a boy. So I I'm almost following my mother's footsteps, even though it's not exactly the same avenue. It's the same industry because I didn't do a um, a financial or a business degree at university. I my background is is a political one. But I also know that the skills that I've I've gained from from my degree uh, and my experiences there, a re- really helped me translate that into a, a financial world, and it also brings like um, Catherine said a little bit of inclusion. So we're not always talking about the same people, are just doing business or just doing finance. There are um. The more variety we can get into this industry, I think, the better. But I've I've got to give a big hand to, to my own mother and my own mum for getting me into the industry, whether she intended me to do so or not. It's interesting talking about
1: role models then, because obviously a big role model for you was your mum. And then talking about mentors as well. So it really is important that I think we get role models and mentors for the younger generation to really inspire them. So just as a final question to all of you. Um, What one piece of advice could you give the younger generation to aspire them to come into the industry? Uh, We'll start with you, Catherine.
2: Hmm. One piece of advice for the younger generation. I think actually what's come up for me here is about when we step into our own power and we step into our own confidence, we can not only inspire ourselves, but everybody around us. And if we think about that, once we make that commitment to make that step, we're actually then giving the permission for every single future generation, as, as we've just shared there about, you become that role model, don't wait for the role model to be presented in front of you, like you can be that role model yourself, and let that be passed down the generations of your family, the people in your communities, um, and I think that is a really powerful step and decision for any woman to be making at that age when actually they may not know really what they want to do. But if they can step into their power of, well, what is the impact I want to have in the world, then they can actually decide to make that change and they can become that role model. I would say be true to yourself. Don't change who you are
3: to fit um a role or a profile that you think is going to be successful stick to your true true personality and that will shine through and your true skill set and you will find the job that absolutely works for you and just be true to yourself
4: echoing that just the trying to have that self-belief that you know you can do it um you, you know you're you're able um if you If you put the effort in you will you will reap the rewards in in a number of different ways Um, but i think yeah having having the self-belief and and giving yourself that that confidence is, is is really important
1: this has been a really useful and great discussion i think we can definitely see and understand how we can inspire more involvement from women within the financial services industry thank you all for your time today and for all our listeners i hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast and look forward to seeing you in the next one
0: All views expressed in this special women's edit of the Open Work Partnerships graduate podcast are personal and nothing in it should be construed as advice or a recommendation. This podcast is in conjunction with the Open Work Partnerships Inspiring Women in Financial Services Conference, an event proudly supporting the women in our network.